What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. What's good? Hey ladies and gents, this is your girl Brianna Javon with What's Good Podcast. And I want to thank you so much for tuning into another episode and, you know, season three. Thank you so much. As you guys and gals know, I do not have interviews. Instead, I have genuine conversations. So let's get into it with my guest today, Victoria. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Amazing. Thank you for asking. Good. As you guys know, we always start off with icebreakers. And so I'm excited Uh-oh. to hear this answer. <laughs> uh-huh, because I'd be watching your story. I'm like, this girl really be cooking. I'd be cooking, cooking. So what <laughs> is your favorite dish to make and why? Mm, my favorite. See, that's the thing. Like when I cook, I like to cook new things. Like I like to experiment in the kitchen. So I really don't like cooking the same thing over and over again. But uh, my favorite thing to like experiment with is like breakfast foods and Mexican foods. So those are my two favorite things. I'm a cool. I'm a sucker for Mexican food. Yes. I'm a cheese. I'm a cheese lover or what? But I yeah. love Mexican food. I think it's the cheese, the vegetables. Yes. I think <laughs> made some lo mein sometime one time. I was like, look at her. Yeah, it was like some, uh, it was drunken noodles. It's like one of my favorite Asian dishes. And I used to drive all the way out to Carrollton to mm-hmm. get it. But I was like, I'm going to make this at home because I'm not driving out there. And mm-hmm. it turned out pretty good. And I made some egg rolls and some dumplings, I think, that day too. I'm not mad. My face like really did drop. <laughs> I am not mad at you. All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and get into our genuine conversation. And I've been starting off this season with who is the guest? So who is Victoria? Um, so Victoria, I'm a goofy. I call myself the pink Amazon. And really what that signifies to me is just um, the dualities within myself is both um, strength and also softness so um and i also really identify with helping other people you know find their authentic self and be comfortable with showcasing that to the world um so that's me personally um professionally i am the owner of for the culture studio which is a small event space and what i like to call cultural mecca right outside of deep ellum and i teach ninth graders during the day so Lack going on. <laughs> yes. How are you balancing all of that? Um, to be honest, my my schooling is is easy. It's real easy because I teach an elective course. I teach college prep for a collegiate academy, mm-hmm. so it's really not as hard as other people. And they're like teaching fourth graders how to do math and stuff. So. Mine is just really about connecting with the students and then teaching them how to get their life together, <laughs> which I love. So it's not too bad um, during the day. And then at night, I kind of just transition into for the culture and doing what I have to do for that. So, yes. Yeah. Do you, what does taking a break look like for you? Because I'm sure you're busy. Like you mentioned, during the day, you're a teacher. At night, you're transi- transitioning to, you know, being a host for the events. 
Um, breaks for me is like eating good food. Like I like to go out and like find new restaurants to go to. So uh, if I have some downtime, I'm definitely going to eat or I'm going to cook something. And you know, when I had a time, the money, and then I like to go on vacations and do those same things, just eat everything. Just like, <laughs> so that's pretty much what I do. And I just relax at home. I try not to go out too much. Mm-hmm. And with mm-hmm. the pandemic and having an event center, how has that, as far as, you know, your experience was still pushing through and making things happen? Man, it was, at first, like, it started off rough. I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. No, it started off, I was, like, happy to have a break. And mm-hmm. then after so long, it was like, okay, now, nah, this is enough. Like, when we going back, like, I need my money. Yeah. And then after that, it was just like, okay, this is how it's going to be. So what am I going to do? And uh, really, I just had to pivot. And that's part of the reason why I have the new space that is more intimate um, because, you know, at the, the last studio that I had, it was a larger space, um, really dedicated to larger um, events. So I wanted to have a place now that is more catered to um, people who are doing private events or who just need a space to record. And I feel like that is the avenue and the, the new way for, for the culture in order for us to, you know, keep afloat, really. So I had to pivot quite a bit. But honestly, I, I like to be in at home and kind of having some time to relax because, like I said, I'm I'm usually every day I'm working. I usually don't get off day, so it was good to have that. That's good. And so, what inspired? Cause I went to the old space. I love the new space. Thank what inspired you. you to create this type of atmosphere? Cause every time I go there, even at the bigger space, it felt so homey. It felt like, oh, snap, this is a safe place. I love you, for one. (laughs) (laughs) And it flows through for the culture. So how was that inspired? Um, Well, it, like, goes way back to when I was younger, but really when I started to get the idea of an event space and the the feelings that I wanted around it um, began when um, I had my own event production uh, company, Live 25, and I was always renting out different spaces, and I did not like the vibes that I would get from some of the people who work there or the owners or just in general. So I was like, I can do this myself, and I can do it better than you. <laughs> so let me just create what it is that I want. And hopefully people who, you know, identify with what I like, you know, what I feel will, you know, love it as well. So it was just, just came from a need that I have myself. Okay. And was it last year or the year before last, you were nominated uh, for the Cosign Award. And I was like, yeah. I can see why, because you are just so amazing, right? So how did it feel when you got that announcement that you were nominated? I felt so good just to know, like, the people nominated me and that they, you know, they see my vision, they support, like, the support from Dallas is crazy. Like, sometimes I can't believe it. I'm like, this is nuts, y'all. Like, y'all are freaking nuts. I can't believe, (laughs) like, how much support I get. Like, everybody is so nice. So it just felt really good to be nominated and recognized for just doing what I love to do and just people just supporting all over Dallas. Like, I love (laughs) y'all. definitely feel that the community in Dallas period is amazing yes supportive encouraging motivating Mm -hmm. (laughs) my cousin like she um comes and she like works some of the events for 
me. And uh, recently after the grand opening, she was like, how do you know so many amazing people, like so many cool people? She's like, everybody that I've met have been so nice and so warm. Like, I want to be friends with them. Like, how do you meet these people? I'm like, man, I don't know. These people, it's just the vibes. I don't know. Y'all are so dope, though. (laughs) For real, for real. And so, um, as you know, this season is about the dating life of entrepreneurs. Did you know that? I did know that. Okay. So, I wanted to bring people on because I know I be going through the struggle. So, I want to know how are y'all making it through? You got two businesses. You got For the Culture and you're working full-time as a teacher. And so, are you currently dating right now? Girl, I don't even know what dating means, honestly. <laughs> I had this conversation. I was like, it's the difference between courtship and dating. I was like, well, let's talk about it. Yeah, so usually I don't date. It's, it's a really uncomfortable experience for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I usually just like take my time and just be to myself or I just hang out with my friends but like the older I get I'm like okay I really have to like get out and you know mingle with people more but I'm so like specific on what I want that I just most of the time I'll be like okay you ain't even what I want at all so I'm just gonna (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and bounce now I'm just gonna slide this way but no right now I'm not necessarily dating anybody so I'm looking for me somebody who can like go with my flow because I'm always busy so Mm -hmm. somebody who understands that because a lot of men don't they're like oh well you always busy and that's true you ain't got time for me right so I think like what my what's gonna work for me is just finding somebody who's just as busy as I am mm-hmm. who or understands you know the the grind of it all so what does it matter to you if it's going to be an entrepreneur or a nine to five or a mix like you are you know what when uh B. Simone had came out with that mm-hmm. whole thing Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, Ugh. the way she worded it was just a little off for me. Yeah. But, like, I kind of understand what she means. Mm-hmm. But, no, it doesn't matter to me. Like, it doesn't have to be an entrepreneur. But I do feel like an entrepreneur or someone who is really um, ambitious or driven will understand more and have more empathy uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't have to necessarily, oh, my goodness. They don't have to be a entrepreneur for me, but. Typically, like the last couple people who I've dated have been entrepreneurs, so mm-hmm. I guess I'm it's sure. just circles. Like <laughs> through your, you know, as far as community, you probably come across a lot of entrepreneurs. Yes, a <laughs> lot. Pretty much everybody. Right. <laughs> and it's just it's not on purpose. It's just you know the people in my circle. Right. Okay. And so uh, now it's going to be the storytelling portion, as far as like mm-hmm. your highs and lows. So what would be a high where you're like, okay, Victoria, you did that. Let me pat myself on the back. Um, just the original, the grand opening of the last location. Mm-hmm. Like, because I was surprised. You came to the grand opening party at not the last studio? the first one, but the second one, yeah, I did. Oh, one. okay. Girl, the, the grand opening party at the first one, it was just like an eye-opener. It was so many people there. Like, everybody was dancing. And I was like, these people really came out, like, to support me. They don't know what 
what it was about to be or, you know, anything, but they came out to support me. Everybody had a great time. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that made everything that I went through, like from finding the location to all the money I had to invest into it, Mm -hmm. all of it just, it just made everything make sense and feel right. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that moment I was just like, damn, like this is me. This is happening right now. It's crazy. So that was like the highest uh, point for me is just knowing that, okay, I I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm, And how does that feel when you're that feeling of being fulfilled? Man, it's amazing. Like I just, I can't even explain that the joy that comes from like living in my purpose because in the past I had no clue what I wanted to do or, you know, how to make it come to light. But I was just taking it day by day and like, shoot, if this work, it worked. And a lot of stuff I failed at. But now, like, living in it day to day, like, I just wake up happy. Even on my bad days, I'm like, you know what? This this day will pass, too, and I'll get to something better. Or even when I fail at something, I'm like, I'll be upset for a couple days. Mm-hmm. But I know I got to snap out of it because something better is going to happen for me. I already know it is, like just because when I was at my lowest point, stuff was still happening for me to push me closer towards what's supposed to happen mm-hmm. or what's what I'm supposed to fulfill. So I don't know. It's, it's a divine feeling. I can't even explain it. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's so divine. That's beautiful. Okay. So what is a loan that you went through that question? If it was either for the culture or if you should still be a teacher or whatever the case may be. And then how did you push through to be where you are today? Um, I would say even like during this pandemic and with the previous studio that I was at and for several months, I was of course closed down and not getting any bookings, but I still had rent to pay. Mm-hmm. I still had, you know, I didn't know that I could turn the Wi-Fi off or like pause the Wi-Fi and stuff like that because I was in the contract, but I found that out later. So it was like money is just literally bleeding out of my pockets. And I was just like, I can't do this. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do this for. Like, I'm just going to have to close for the culture mm-hmm. and, you know, just find something else to do because eventually my money is going to run out. Yeah. And I was just low it. I literally in my head had quit. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna tell these people that Florida culture is, is done. I don't know, but you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was literally in my mind just really preparing for that. And I had conversations like with my sister, and she's like, You don't have to be for the culture. You are more than just for the culture studio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. I, I am. Like there is more to me. And so I started thinking about other things, but I was like, nah, shoot. For the culture, I am for the culture. We finna find a way to make for the culture studio work. We gonna make that happen. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds cute and all, but <laughs> so I snapped out of it. You know, mm-hmm. she, you know, boosted my confidence, and I just had to think about a way to make it work. So I was able to actually talk to my uh, business. I mean, my building owner, and like work out things with him, mm-hmm. and you know, just make up under like make him understand what I was going through, and he did, and. Yeah, it was many days where I was like, man, if this ain't going to work for me, then what is? Yeah. Like, if I'm not doing for the company, then what else am I going to do? I don't know. Right. So that was my lowest point. And I was just like down in the dumps. Just felt like a total failure, even though it wasn't my fault, you know? Yeah. So. What was that spark? Because you came back, like, bigger, 
coming from what you just mentioned, that type of dark place. And then not only did you open for the culture, like the doors, but you did a whole reopening grand finale. Like we're back with more. (laughs) So what was that spark? Like, what did that look like for that transition? Um, It was just me being like literally at rock bottom and just ready to quit to if I don't do this, then what else? Like, I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be living. So what are you going to do? What are you living for? Mm -hmm. And so I just had to like really talk to myself um, and like really put my priorities in order and see what it is that I truly cared about in life. And then also um, I did this challenge with myself to where I was reading two books per week and I like to read self-help books and uh, books about spirituality and like just um, levels of consciousness and all that so when I'm reading those books it just kind of takes me away from the world and all the expectations that the world has for you and just puts me back into my place and what do I care about and what's good for me. So um, after doing that for a month I read about eight or nine books and that's when I was like, all right, it's go time, it's do or die. And like, once I'm set on something, I got to do it or I'm not going to do it. I ain't no in between for me. It's like, I'm going to do this right or I'm not going to do it at all. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm just driven by that. <laughs> you made it happen. This beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Like, you are so welcome. You have artwork in there. I mean, the green, just everything. What inspired you um, as far as like the ambiance? Uh, really just art in general I really like being around art so I knew for sure that I wanted to have like a gallery style room where it would just be art focused Um, and then as far as the greenery wall I want people to be able to utilize that to capture their own memories and you know for different events or just whenever for people to use the greenery wall for that and then the main room of course I have the stage in there and then we have a kitchen now Mm -hmm. and I want people to be able to create whatever it is that they do I want them to have a space to create it Um, we're adding the podcasting room for people Mm -hmm. who you know maybe they want to start a podcast and don't have the materials or you know the equipment to do so Mm -hmm. and then we're going to add some photography equipment in there but I literally just want a space that has all the tools and equipment for us to do whatever it is that we're passionate about and make it easier and more attainable for people so I don't want there to be any barriers for us to create the culture um, at all so if I can provide anything I want to have that for the culture studio for people to rent out I love it I'm excited. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. Okay so When it comes to you finding a space, and this is for people who want to own event centers and things of that nature, right? Event spaces. Mm-hmm. And you come across an owner. What do you look for specifically when you look for a space? And then when you're looking to actually sign a contract with that specific owner? Um, so I looked at probably 30 or 40 properties. Um, the main thing is to find a really good realtor. So once you find a realtor who understands your vision and what it is you're trying to do, it's going to make things much easier for you because they'll send you the locations that will really go with what you need. Mm -hmm. So that's the first step is just finding a good realtor. And then after that, the realtor really um, talks to the building owner. 
let me make sure I'm saying this. Yeah, I never talked to the building owner over the phone or in person until right before we was about to sign the contract. So that could be a little risky. I would suggest to uh, see if you could set up a meeting with the building owner in advance. But I did get um, lucky. The building owner that I have is like super cool super understanding and um you know he he kind of started from the trenches too so he's all about startup businesses and black owned businesses and he wants to see us win so uh, when i sent over a pitch i had to sit over a pitch for the the studio so telling him what it would be the type of events we would do the type of people who would come through the type of traffic and all that mm -hmm. um, i had to send that over to him and he responded right away he was like this is exactly what I want on this block. Like I want all of that. He was like, I couldn't, you know, think of a better person or a better business to put into this, uh, to put into my building. So, you know, just let me know what you need to do. Um, and he had me send over like my financials. I had to send a screenshot of my bank information, like how much money I had in the bank. And then I had to send a screenshot of my credit. So they don't run a credit check. You just got to send a screenshot of it. Oh, um, so it was much easier than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that was just, you know, with my building owner or if that's just how it is, but it was a really easy process. For me, deciding on the building um, to getting the keys, it's probably took three weeks, four weeks. Oh, snap. So it was like moving really fast. Yeah, it moved really fast. Um, it took me three months to decide that I wanted the building, even though it was the second property that I looked at. I just, I would want to see everything. Right, right, but right. Um, <laughs> after I decided on it, it was pretty quick to get my keys. Mm -hmm. Now, after I got my keys is when it got hard. I thought it was going to continue to be easy and that it would be almost like, you know, you get your apartment, you turn your lights on, your water, you know, all that is easy. You can do that in a day. With the commercial property, girl, it took me almost two weeks to get lights, water, and electricity in the building. So, yeah, half a month, I just had keys and couldn't do nothing in there because there's so much, you know, permits and paperwork that you got to get um to the people downtown and i was searching online and there's really not a step-by-step -step process mm. for you to take <laughs> so i was just kind of going off the little bits that i could find on google and then i'll go downtown to the office and they're like yeah girl you missing this this and that and going back after waiting three hours in the lobby oh that's a headache girl especially like when i have to be at school so i didn't took off the day mm -hmm. to go down there because you know i got to get there before five Right. And then I get there, wait three hours, and they're like, no, you don't have everything you need. So it's like financial. Ooh, exactly. Girl, <laughs> it was so stressful. It was so stressful. But I would say that that, that part was hard. But uh, before then, it was pretty easy. Oh, that's so good. Well, um, with that being stated, what is one free advice either that's been given to you or something that you can give to someone else that's listening that maybe wants to start a business. They want to stay, you know, either a teacher or whatever the case they may be doing nine to five, but still want to start, you know, something because it fulfills them or an event planner that just needs a little bit of help. Because like you mentioned, you can't find everything in Google. So through your experience, what is some mm -hmm. free advice that you can give somebody that's listening to this episode? Um, definitely, if you're balancing your 
full-time job with business ownership, it's going to be some days where you're going to have to put your business over that nine to five. I know that's the one that's giving you the steady paycheck and all of that. But honestly, I I just told, <laughs> I just told the school last week, like, y'all, this is my side hustle. Y'all is my side hustle. <laughs> so my business comes first. I'm sorry. I am so sorry to say this to you right now, but my business comes first every single time. And I was like, so you're just telling me that you don't care about the kids and the parents? Not necessarily. Right. What I'm telling you is that I care about myself and my business and that's up here. So um, if you're not comfortable with kind of letting your job know that, you know, they come second, then you might need to find a different, you know, full-time job or maybe find a way to stay up later and, and make it work that way. But honestly, if I have an hour break from work, I'm dipping, I'm going up to the studio and doing a tour and I'll be back. I might be five minutes late. I'll be okay. Right. But every, every single time I'm putting my business first because I feel like if I put more time and energy into my business, I'm going to be able to double, triple, quadruple my salary that they give me. But no matter how much work I put into working for them, there's always a cap. There's always a maximum of how much I'll get a raise. Um, really, as a teacher, you, you, the raises they give us ain't worth nothing. I can make that in an hour <laughs> and yeah. for the coach's studio. So, and it's honestly, so sad because teachers do so much. So it's because mm-hmm. my sister-in-law, she's a teacher and she tells me all the time about stuff. I'm like, Ooh, Lord. Yeah. They have really high expectations and don't like, you don't get compensated for it mm-hmm. at all. My principal, he, he told me one time he was like, it just seems like you're not passionate enough about it. Like you're not willing to stay up to four o'clock in the morning to get stuff done for the kids. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not passionate enough to do that. He's like, my wife stays up to four o'clock in the morning grading papers. Well, <laughs> sorry for you as a husband, but I am not four o'clock grading no papers. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be done at five o'clock because I got something else to do. <laughs> so, I'm not I got bigger and better things. <laughs> right. Thanks to them. After five, we're done. I'm not coming to Saturday. So yeah, you got to be willing to not be the best at your day job in order to be exceptional at your business. So um, that's for our business owners. And then for, event planners and people like that advice for them um really just always whatever moves you make and whatever it is that you're creating always keep the entire experience in in mind so when i'm planning an event i put myself in the shoes of the guest from the moment they walk in the door to the moment that they leave i kind of close my eyes and visualize how I want them to feel, what I want them to see, where I want them to stop and take pictures, what I want them to eat, drink, all of that. And just always put yourself in the shoes of your guest and just visualize it from start to finish. And I'm pretty sure if you've been to a great event, then you know how to create a great event. Just piece all those little things that you've loved from other people's event and put them together and create something bomb. So that's yeah. good thank you that was really good advice 
<laughs> All right. So what's upcoming for Victoria? What is next? And how can people reach out to you to book for the culture um, and things of that nature? Um, so what's next for me? I'm trying to like get out of my box as just me, who I am, mm-hmm. uh, be more vocal and more, I don't know, just branding myself as the pink Amazon. So I'm going to start actually posting on my Instagram. I usually post like once a month or something mm-hmm. on my actual page. And so I'm going to start posting on my page. And I thought about doing more vlogs and stuff, maybe just like my day-to-day life and just let people in on my lifestyle and, you know, how things, how I balanced everything and just saying in good spirits and stuff mm-hmm. and um for for the coach's studio um like i said we have the podcast studio that's opening up in november as well as uh, the photography room that'll be done probably by mid-november mm-hmm. and uh, we are open we accepting intimate events right now and i have 20 percent off discount for mm-hmm. you guys if you want to book um before november 1st it'll be 20 percent off so that's a pretty good discount um it's my my price is already cheap in my opinion (laughs) so 20 percent off of of that uh, for your intimate events and just a lot i want to do more art music and poetry events at the studio i want to away from birthday parties Mm -hmm. turn up events and just really focus on cultural events like that so yeah so I think at the old when you had sipping paints, you mm-hmm. had a lot of creative things. So I know you you're gonna make it happen. <laughs> oh, you heard here on eleven eleven. We have an experience, eleven eleven experience that's coming up, and it's gonna be an intimate event that it's gonna be nice. So. That's coming up 11-11 at For the Culture Studio. We'll have a four-course meal, drink, you know, live entertainment. And it's literally about to be a whole magical experience for 11-11. So that's coming up. Y'all heard it here first. I ain't even told okay, nobody. come on, exclusive. Yes. Right. exciting okay so as y'all know we always end it with a motivational moment it could be a bible verse a sprinkle of jesus um some type of quote that i saw i was like oh this is cute i should bring it on to the podcast so this one is actually yours what it is <laughs> it is i was like okay victoria this was cute it says i just want to love you and be who i am yeah i, just want I to love you. it I love that. So when I read it, I was like, you know what? I know I can be very goofy. I know I'm, for one, very dramatic. As you can see, I always use my hands. (laughs) So I can be a little extra, but it's like I know somebody out there that's going to love everything that I got going on. All right, Victoria. So when you created that quote, um, what inspired you? And, you know, what was your thoughts during the time? So uh, basically, I thought of that quote when I was thinking about um, just who I'm around all the time. And I'm usually around the same two or three people all the time. And it's those people who make me comfortable just being myself. And like, I can be as goofy as I want to be. I can be as quiet as I want to be. It's one of those days where I don't feel like talking. They allow me to just be quiet. And they allow me to like literally be nurturing. I like to cook for people I, I really don't like to cook for myself so 
if I'm not cooking for myself, I mean, if I am cooking, I'm cooking for somebody. So, um, yeah, I like people that I can nurture and love on. So, so I hang with Cora almost every single day, literally every single day. And we just go out to eat together or I can cook for her or we just sit and chat about whatever comes to our minds. And I just like that. I'm just comfortable. My spirit is just comfortable with her. So I want more people in my life that make me feel that way. And if you can't make me feel that way, I feel like I shouldn't have to force being around you at all. So whether that's a friendship or a relationship or even family members, I don't want to force nothing no more. Like either we vibe or we don't. So let me love you and be goofy or you can hit the dial. So <laughs> Bye. That's that. Right. Is that on it? Yes. Well, this is it, Victoria. I thank you so much. You, I enjoy picking your head today because I always wonder. I'm like, this girl done created this by herself. <laughs> I need to know more. So it was like no further research or anything. I was like, Victoria is on my list this evening. So thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you, Did girl. You have any last words before we end today's episode? Um. No, I just want to thank Dallas again, y'all, for being so awesome, so supportive, and for helping, you know, helping me create the culture. So, shout out to y'all. Hey. That's it. All right, y'all. Well, we thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What's Good Podcast. If you're listening to this morning, noon, um, evening, or night, thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Hey guys, for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J-O-V-A-H-N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at what's good podcast. Uh, make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see and I can also respond back to you guys let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates thank you have a good one